Hey, Gong Hei Fa Choi, San Tai Ki Hong. That's uh, Happy Chinese New Year to uh, all you folks out there. I know it's on Tuesday, but uh, you know we're not going to be recording on Tuesday, so you know we got to do it today. Got to wish everybody a Happy New Year. Got to wish everybody good health. Great weekend. I uh, hope you guys are having a good weekend as well. Today is Sunday, January, oh, February, February third. February 3rd, boys. 2019. How are you guys doing today? We got uh, the ever beautiful, wonderful, uh, you know, you, you know the rest. Uh, Johnny B. John Boron. Hey, buddy. How you doing, buddy? I'm all right. Yeah, all right. Voice That's is, good, man. Voice is a little hoarse. Went to see the Arkells last night. Oh, look at that. That's pretty good. Are they Canadian? They are from Hamilton, Ontario. Oh, yeah. There you go. That's pretty good. Was well, it a good show? Yeah, it was pretty great. Nice. Yeah, pretty That's awesome. Show. Awesome. Well, we've also got the Stir Daddy, the also wonderful, equally beautiful, blah, blah, blah. The Stir Daddy, Sterling Kiefel. How are you doing, buddy? Pretty good, but next time, give me all the compliments you have, please. <laughs> Don't just blah, blah, blah at the end. You keep it going. Okay, fine. Please, please and thank you. That's fair. That's fair. How was your weekend, Sterling? Yeah, it was pretty good. Just hung yeah. out, watched some hockey. Thank fucking God it's back. Yeah. Oh my god! Pretty bored when there's only like there's no games oh, or just the All Star like two games and I mean I started yeah, I watching teams I don't normally watch just to like get my fix. But, yeah, just Winnipeg and Philly playing every other freaking night. Go! Line yeah, scoring no good. goals. Yeah. Fucking <laughs> money, man. And maybe we could talk about that for a little bit, touch on that. But um, we have a uh, a special surprise this week, boys. Uh, our first ever guest star. Um, nobody of repute, but uh, one of my best friends. Holy rude. Scotty C. Scott Canyon. How are you doing, buddy? Doing all right, guys. Thanks for having me on. Excited. Yeah, no worries. Welcome. We give you a lot of repute, unlike your friend, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, he braved the the cold weather to, to come three hours north from um, one of the best cities in the world. But, uh, Red Deer? I'm not going to name names. Red Deer is sweet. <laughs> That's an hour and a half. That's an hour and a half. One of the best hockey towns, anyways. Yeah, one of the best hockey towns, we'll say. Grand Prairie. <laughs> <laughs> Getting closer. But, uh, yeah, boys, it's, it is, it's minus uh, 30 here, where we're, where we're at right now. So we're freezing our balls off. It's not that great, but, you know, you make do. Um, there's another, the team here is actually pretty cold as well, so. Maybe we can. Uh, are you, well, let's let's start with uh, whether you guys are hungry or not. Who's who's hungry for some hockey talk? I am. Stop slowing us down. Come on. Okay. Get okay. In. Okay. All right. We're getting into it. We're getting into it. Tikvana. I'm like shaking. Um, that's that's let's eat in in, in Cantonese. Uh, so okay, let's start. Uh, Sterling, you uh, you seem rearing to go. So let's um let's jump on with you. All right. Well, let's talk about the big trade that happened at the beginning of the week. It was Jake Muzzin going to Toronto. I don't know if you guys heard, but Montreal was actually in on that trade. I don't really know what they were offering. Mm. They were they were puttering around. Carl Olsen. Um, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you guys? They probably wanted. What do you guys think about what they, they gave wanted, up? Uh, like their first round pick, Carl Gunstrom and Sean Dersey. You guys think that was too much or not enough or? No, I, I think that was a fair deal on both sides because well. They were at they were asking for like uh, the first round pick and um and like uh a dra- a prospect that's like a tier A. They ended up with like two B prospects. So I mean I think that's pretty fair. Well, they wanted Sandine or Lilligren. Those are the two right hand defensive prospects. Yeah, they and they're not like you're, they're not going to get that. Like, that's why Montreal probably backed out because they were asking for Ete maybe or Juleson. Somewhere. Yeah, I don't know. Um, considering I've never heard of those guys' names before in my life, <laughs> I think that was a pretty good trade by 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 Toronto. You um, gotta get out of your bubble, by yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that that's yeah, Toronto there. I don't know. I think I think Cal Dubas did uh, a really good job with that trade. Um, he Who? didn't give up too many. <laughs> what did you just say? Many. I said I think Cal Dubas did a good job. Dubis. In that trade, because he, huh? Dubas, you're going Dubas. Oh, whatever. He's not a. Who cares? He's not a double fish. 
He, he it's his name, man. I don't. Well, whatever. <laughs> Triggered me. That's how you spell it. So English is my second language, boys. All right. Okay, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. For for twenty five years. <laughs> I'm illiterate in my first language. Okay. So. <laughs> so you be can. nice here. Because he can't say English words. <laughs> anyway, Grant, continue. You're getting sidetracked here for some reason. Yeah, got a bunch of clowns hounding me. Kyle Dubis did a did a good job with that trade, I think, uh, because he didn't he didn't give up any any like you mentioned any of the of their top prospects and Timothy Lilgren and um, the other guy that you mentioned. Who was the other guy? Sandine. Sandine. Yeah, that's right. Uh, he gave up two prospects that I frankly have never heard of before. Yeah. And first round, first round pick for 2019. Yeah, which is if they make it far enough, yeah, it'll be low. Really inconsequential. So they're definitely, yeah, they're definitely in win now mode, and they should be because this is the last year that they'll get <laughs> Matthews at an entry level contract. So yeah, yeah, 15 million and Marnie. Yeah, so so they they're, they're, they're going to need to go all in. I think they they still need to go. I think they need to go out and try to get Wayne Simmons as well, just to round it out. I, I, I'd be very happy to see him in uh, in a top six role, uh, replace Connor Brown in, on that second line, uh, move Brown down to a third, fourth line uh, checking role, which is what he should be at, or where he should be at, I should say. And uh, that would be a good top six right there with Matthews, Kapanen, and... Marlowe, but I guess right now it's Matthew Marner and Marlowe. And uh, Tavares, Simmons, and, um, well, Kapanen now, I guess. But, you know, like, Andreas Janssen has been moved down to the to the fourth line uh, because he didn't really do much when he was on the top with uh, with Matthews and Kapanen. So what do you guys think? Do you think that uh, a package centered around Andreas Janssen would, would be enough to, to pry Wayne Simmons out of there? Uh, maybe, but they'd have to give up a second and a third or something. Uh, I think Philly's really going to want a first round pick. And if they're not going to get that, yeah. it's got to be a really good roster player or prospect. And I don't think they'll have prospects. Yeah. It'd have to be Kapanen or Janssen. Yeah. Ro- Janssen is definitely a roster player. Um, he is, but I don't know if that'd be good enough with the second round pick. Like I honestly think that they're going to be looking for a first and someone like Johnson. That's probably what they're going to ask. Yeah, yeah. Well, who knows? They're 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 doing pretty well right now. What's that? Uh, eight wins in a row. Carter Hart doing his thing. So we'll see. Fifty-two games played though, so they they they've got two more games than than most other people. But it'll be a tough slog. Let's see if they can do it. Yeah, at least salary cap. I think they have to give up a roster player. It's, it'd be get, it'd be getting a little tight there. To they also have the bonuses from the entry level uh, contracts still yeah. mm-hmm. that don't actually show up on there until the end of the year. Oh, so they need. I think they oh. need like three to four million on the cap. Like I agree with you, they could use a power forward like that, but it's might not actually be possible yeah. unless they give up something really important. It's still early though. He's got he's got some time. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty sure Marner already already hit his bonus for the year. He's just been outstanding this you year. Think so? Eh? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, he did, but he. I guess because he didn't go to the All Star game, you get a bonus for that. So there's like one that he didn't get, which is kind of funny. <laughs> like he totally deserves to be there and should have gotten it anyway. Son of a bitch! There's a what? snowblower going on outside. Is that what that sound is? Yeah. I thought you were haunted. No, no. There's there's a snowblower right outside us. Sorry, boys. Sorry, sorry, folks. Um, it's just getting closer, but uh, <laughs> this is Canada. Well, you don't want people to die when they come out of the apartment. This is Canada. Welcome to Edmonton. Yeah, welcome, welcome to Canada. Um, I was looking forward to seeing some snow, but we'll look out my window and <laughs> you'll see tons of it. Yeah, there's a slight breeze out here today. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, what does Jake Muzzin make make Gardner expendable? Then could they maybe? package Gardner in with Janssen and, and a second round pick for, for, for Simmons, would that be a good enough package? No. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it might be. I don't think they should weaken their, weaken their defense now. Like, they just upgraded their defense. They shouldn't weaken it further. Right. Yeah. 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 If they're going to they're gonna go for a stretch run, they need some depth guys, at least. For sure. Even though Gardner's kind of had a few rough playoff performances, but they would get pushed knowing that he's kind of got dropped down on the depth chart. Is Gardner a UFA or RFA? 
He will be a UFA after this year. Yeah, they wouldn't do that trade then. Yeah, you're just kind of switching UFA for UFA at that point. One nice thing about that Muzzin trade is that he's got well, he's got another year on his contract at only uh, four mil. Yeah, which is which makes the and which you, makes the package even better. It's crazy because his his contract is still around. <laughs> they're still around the time when contracts were sane until Connor McDavid kind of broke the contract system and now everybody's getting these ridiculous contracts. <laughs> no, not not just Connor McDavid, just Edmonton in general. Just, you know, good old Shirelli signings. Yeah. And that dry settle deal is nuts. We uh tear down Edmonton quite a bit, so I wasn't gonna say that out, out right. <laughs> but you are correct. Consistently sir. every episode someone's tripping Edmonton. <laughs> yeah, I'd like him to go on a winning streak. To be honest, so we could just be like, "Yeah, two in a row, guys, nice." Well, yeah, we'll see. They split up um, all three of their centers. Got Lou Cheech and Ty Ratty on the first line with Mister McJesus. <laughs> he got a goal. Ty Ratty got a goal yesterday. Oh, oh yeah. Woo. Did they win, Grant? No, they lost no. overtime. <laughs> to Carter Hart, buddy. Cassie got a shorthanded goal, then took a penalty. <laughs> And then they scored right on that power play. It's great. <laughs> yeah. That's just such an Edmonton. Camera zoomed in on his face. Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah, it was pretty funny. He just sat in the box. Didn't want to come out when they scored. Yeah, because Hitch is gonna beat him with his belt. Oh my god, yeah. He's of that generation. <laughs> just come right in there. Why would you do that at the edge of the game? Yeah, that was that was pretty pretty unfortunate. Disciplines. Discipline's kind of killing them. <laughs> they can take um, a Tortorella approach. Yeah, yeah. So uh, <laughs> he uh, he benched uh, Anthony Declair the other night. Uh, Declair only got twenty four seconds of ice time <laughs> because he he was responsible for Winnipeg's first goal, and so Torts just benched the, the the entire game. It's like if you're not ready to play, I'm not going to play you. <laughs> He's livid. <laughs> Yeah, Torres is a gem sometimes. Like some of the things he he's done in the man. NHL, I I loved when he was a coach of New York. Just like the clips they would get of him all the time it was awesome. Well, it's it's just unfortunate that he had to make an example of a guy making league minimum. Well, he's never going to make that mistake again. So there's <laughs> there's that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <I hope> so. <laughs> but like, yeah, if if. if it, it's it makes sense because you want to you want to tell the team that everybody's equal and it doesn't matter how much money you make or what your skill level is if you're playing if you're here to play the game then then you're here to play so if you don't play then yeah you should be benched for sure all right do you want to move on to the other trade this week yeah let's do it okay so I'll just read it out to you guys it was Derek Broussard. Riley Sheehan, a second, two-fourths for Jared McCann and Nick Bukestag. So from Pittsburgh to Florida. So how do you guys feel about that trade? Do you think it was warranted too much? or I like this trade a lot. I really like this trade. For which side? For Well, for both. Because um, when I first saw it, I thought it was... I didn't see the picks. I just saw Broussard and Sheehan for Bukestad and McCann. And my first thought was, dude, Dale Talon got fleeced. Like that, <laughs> that is a bad trade if, um, if it was just those four players. Uh, but obviously the, the, the picks kind of, kind of rounded out, uh, a little bit better. Mm-hmm. UF, uh, Shane and Brassard are both going to be UFAs, I believe. Yep. Yeah. Um, uh, and, uh, so in this trade, they don't, Florida doesn't make much. They don't make their cap space back very much, but uh, once once these guys are off the books, then then they'll they'll have made about five or six million dollars back in, in in the cap. Uh, also, there's there's uh, people are saying that they're probably going to flip them at the deadline anyway for more picks, which would uh, only help Dale Talon during the the, the draft. And then Bukestad, I've always liked. I've I've always uh, really I. I I, I really was hoping that uh, Montreal was gonna would, would get him if, if they were ever going to trade him. That was the thing with this trade is that nobody kind of nobody saw this coming. Uh, there were there were no no rumblings about uh, a potential Nick Bukestad's uh, trade. Um, I know that they they kind of they they protected him in the draft or in the expansion draft when Vegas was coming in, which led to them losing both Marchessault and Riley Smith. And we all know how that turned out. 
but but I, I I really like Nick Diegstad, man. Like he's, he's hulking forward, six foot six, two hundred and twenty pounds. I was really really hoping that that uh, Montreal would would be in on that if if they um, were ever willing to trade him. But you know, Jimmy Rutherford's a, a wizard, so he's just constantly working the phones, and they got a deal done before anybody even knew what was happening. And now that, uh, well, Kenny Malkin was was injured this past weekend, so they were going to start him on the third line between uh, Rust and Hornquist, but because Malkin was out, they slid him up to the second with Kessel and um, and Rust, uh, and uh, so. I, I really like this trade. Pittsburgh gets the third line center. They like both both the players, McCann and Beekstad, play center or wing. Uh, so I this is a good trade for for Pittsburgh, especially because they wanted a third line center. Both players can be that third line center. They're big forwards, uh, and you've got some scoring touch with uh, with Beekstad as well, and he can play any position in the top six and. I think it'll be good. It'll be a good fit. Give Crosby a proper right winger. Yeah. 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 And like on top of that money wise, he's, he's got three more years at 4.1. So not, not too bad of a hit on there, especially if he can play with someone like Crosby or something. And one thing that's funny is that I just look at cap friendly here. I forgot Crosby's Crosby still signed for another seven years at (laughs) at this point, 8.7 a year. How long was that contract? It was like 16 years or something, or 13. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was before they they, they maxed <laughs> it at eight. Back when contracts were fun. He, he signed an entry level. He signed an entry level. He did a five year, and then this one. So yeah, 26. Yeah, 13 years. But like that is just one of the best bargain deals. Yeah, probably in the whole NHL. Yeah. Well, he 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 suggested that right because he wanted uh, the team to be able to surround him with with good players, and they. I think they've done a good job of that, getting Malkin and <laughs> yeah. Kessel. Two Stanley Cups, yeah. Yeah, yeah two Stanley it's Cups. all kind of worked out. So, yeah. Well, well, more than that since he's been there. So, uh, All because of Crosby's obsession with 8.7. <laughs> <laughs> Did you, you know what year he was born? <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't know. Which like one? 90? Yeah. 86? Yeah, he's, uh, he's 40 years old, isn't he? <laughs> but, yeah, I, I, I like this trade. Really cool thing with well, let's let's get with what do you guys think about the the trade before we move on to what I want to talk about with Florida? Yeah, I mean, like I don't pay too much attention to Florida, so it's hard for me to uh, I guess judge judge Bukestad's talent. Like I I feel like he's been like he he does have that upper skill level, but I feel like he's kind of streaky. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, no, put him on a team uh, that where he can score and we'll see um, that like, that's the like, key is that he can move up and down the lineup. Right. And fit, fit wherever Pittsburgh really needs him. So yeah, I, and I think in terms of the, what was swapped, I think if, if he turns out um, being what people think he is, um, then I think, I think it was, I think it's a pretty good trade um, considering the picks that are going back. Uh, you guys haven't mentioned Jarrett McCann at all. I don't know if you've seen him play, but he's actually pr- of course the Vancouver Canuck fan would talk about Jarrett McCann here. Well, he hasn't really played for Vancouver, so. <laughs> but he's actually a pretty good player, and he's been buried in the bottom six most of the year, and he's still. I think he's on pace for fifteen goals or something, and he's a you know he's a big body. He can play on the wing, so he's also like Bukestad, where you could throw him anywhere in the top nine. Um, where he's needed, and it it just adds versatility to the team. And not only that, he's fucking young still, which is something yeah. Pittsburgh mm-hmm. needs. Is they need a lot more young scoring uh, talent. He's, he's only twenty two. Yeah, yeah, twenty two years old. And that's that's pretty good. Vancouver, I think Vancouver gave up on him a little too early. Yes, but um, yeah, he was a. I remember when he was playing in Vancouver, he was a huge pest for the Flames. Yeah, and then yeah, he got sent down to Florida. He didn't. He must have got. He just got buried, and you just didn't hear much about him anymore. Yeah, I mean those those were the lean years in Vancouver when they didn't really have any good prospects, and their stars were still like aging Zidane. So, dude, it kind of made sense, and they had a bad GM. So. They had low prospects <laughs> for like ten years. Yeah. Like other than the core yeah. in two the twenty eleven. If you look at the drafts, like 
but like after those players were all put in, they're fucking abysmal. Like it's really mm-hmm. bad. Yeah. But you know, I, I, I really like this trade for, for Florida as well because uh, it's is basically a salary dump. Um, there are reports now that they're going to make a run at Arkemi Panarin and Sergei Bobrovsky from Columbus. And they can either do that this year or they could wait until the offseason and they'll have money to, to try to sign them to to long-term contracts. Um, I would I would really like to see Artemi Panarin in that top six uh, with, well, they'd have Vetrano. Well, I guess Vetrano would move, but they'd have Barkov, Dadnoff, and Panarin on the top line, Huberdeau, Vincent Trocek, Hoffman. and Hoffman on the mm-hmm. second. Uh, that is a deadly yes. top six. Deadly power play. Um, that would be, and, and it's good. Florida needs to do this. They need to attract they need, they need more to make a run. attention yeah. to themselves. They need more fans. Uh, so I, 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 this is, it's looking up for, for sunrise. I, I, I really like this, this trade for Florida. Um, and I hope they, I hope they do go after and get Panarin and, and Bobrovsky. That'd be, that'd be really cool if they could, if they could do that. Uh, they would need to get rid of um, James Reimer. Maybe James Reimer would go the other way, or they'd buy him out. Um, Luongo, yeah, yeah, yeah. They'd likely have to buy him out. But I, I really like this 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 trade for for both teams. It's uh, it seems to be pretty. And Rutherford was just so happy with it because his team was getting better and younger at the same time. So can't ask for much more than that, which is cool. So do you guys want to, do you guys have anything, other thoughts on that? Or do you want to maybe talk about a little bit of the trade deadline that's coming up? Yeah, we can go to the other trade deadline stuff now. Yeah. John, you good with that? Yeah. 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 Cool. So, so yeah, trade deadline, February 25th. Uh, it's a Monday. It's looking forward to, uh, I think we're all going to be looking forward to another um, awkward all day special with, uh, with Sportsnet and TSN. In Canada, at least. Uh, I don't think, I don't know. What, are you guys expecting a lot of fireworks at the deadline? Or I'm, I'm kind of expecting everything to be done before. Uh, Pro- yeah, like probably in the weeks leading up to it. Like we're yeah. starting to see it now. Yeah. It just makes sense because everybody knows that you make dumb decisions when you've got like five minutes left. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, still some some big names are, are, are still out there. Uh the biggest of the, the most likely to be moved among them are uh, Michael Furland, Wayne Simmons, Alec Martinez, Tetrangelo. There's still rumblings that he might go. Uh, Kevin Hayes, Jeff Carter, but you know he it depends on whether he wants to move or not. Uh, Matt Zuccarello, uh, Braden Shen, Alex Edler was on that list, but it sounds like Vancouver is going to try to re-sign him. Yeah, I, I think I saw anywhere. a report. Yeah, I saw a report that they want to re-sign him. Uh, Bobrovsky and Panarin, as we mentioned. Um, Nyquist, you know, Vanek, the, the usual. Um, so Silverberg was actually on this list as well, but I heard that Anaheim is, is going to try and re-sign him as well. So uh, what do you guys think? Who, who do you think is going to be moved next? Um, and what do, you think the, what do you think they'll fetch? Oh, probably... Probably Winnipeg. I feel like they're going to try and get another center as soon as possible. Um, maybe yeah. maybe Kevin Hayes. Uh, yeah, I was going to say. I don't think he'd be as expensive as um, somebody, well, obviously like Duchesne or, or if Broussard. Mm-hmm. Actually, Broussard might be quite cheap now. But I think Kevin Hayes would oh, yeah, would fit well with her team, and he's he's been to the finals, and he's played a lot in the playoffs, so he'd be a good addition for them. Um. Yeah, I like that. I like Kevin Hayes in Winnipeg. That be he'd be better than Broussard. We all know what how Broussard plays when he's a third line center, not very well. <laughs> well, he was he used to be good, but this year he's been kind of crappy. Yeah, but he was in the top six. He was in the top six before, and then Pittsburgh acquired him and buried him on the third line. Yeah, and he was not happy. <laughs> I mean, they've got but. a few. They've got a few options too, like Char- Charlie Coyle's available. Brady, oh yeah, Brady that's right. Men could fit in there. Yeah, do you think it's too early for the Blues to give up on Shen? Uh yes. And the Blues are close to the playoffs. It'd be weird for them to 
do that again to their team. Yeah. Like, hey, we're almost going to make it. And, <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. No centerman for you. Yeah. Bye, Paul. I feel like this is a fluke season. They should probably uh, probably wait her out. The Blues? Yeah. Well, yeah, you got Jake Allen as your number one. So you don't, you're not going anywhere with that. Well, they Jordan Bennington has been has been good. He's been good. Um, so told you to pick him up. If you didn't, hate to say I told it so. But. Thanks, Dad. Uh, I like I like Nyquist moving. I, he, I think he'd do well in a in a new environment as well. I could see him, like we mentioned before. I could I I think the best fit for him would be would be Montreal, but it, it would depend on on how expensive he is. Is he a UFA? He yeah, he's signed at a four point seven five million through twenty eighteen okay. nineteen. Yeah, so he'll be a UFA after this year. So that should maybe drive the price down a little bit, but. Bergevin's already been on record saying, or Bergeron, as uh, Don Cherry likes to call him. <laughs> Bergeron. Uh, Bergevin. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so he uh, he uh, has already been on record saying that he's not trading any picks. So um, it'll be interesting to see. Good. What he can. Yeah. Well, no, it's good. He says For that sure. all the he time, though. That. I'm not trading anybody. I accept these five. APK? <laughs> Oh, yeah. okay. Well, he's only going to make a hockey deal, is what he's basically saying. So it's something that's going to help the team out, not only this year, but into the future. Oh. Yeah. But, I mean, watching uh, Jersey play Montreal yesterday, um, Brian Boyle is also someone who's available. Oh, I like Boyle. And so, and he's like, he's a grit guy, and he's a glue guy for your for your team, right? Like yeah. he's, he's got a lot of leadership, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He'll slot in on he's been around too. Really, yeah. So, I mean, he's an addition that could really make a difference yeah. to some team. Yeah, he's he's been around a lot of good winning teams: um, the Rangers, Tampa, Toronto. Uh, he doesn't belong in New Jersey. He doesn't deserve that. Get him out of there. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Nashville's got to make a move soon. I'm almost surprised that they haven't done anything yet. And I, yeah, I, I really I, like I them for like Panarin or something. I think that would be awesome. Oh you gosh, yeah! Can you imagine top. that top six? That yeah. top six would be sizzling. That's all they need. They need one more forward up there. And, uh, I think the the best package would probably be centered around Ely Tolvanen. Tolvanen, uh, but I don't think Poyle wants to give up on him. Yeah, I don't think he wants to pull a Philip Forsberg with uh, with the Capitals. <laughs> he doesn't want to be the Capitals and pull a Philip Forsberg <laughs> by that. What I mean, uh, so but I don't know if if you're a Poyle, would you do it? It's tough, right? Because he's a rental. Uh, you're giving up your. I mean, when he was up for the eight games, he didn't. He wasn't that much of an impact. But that was midseason. Uh, he's coming from a different league, uh, so I, I think it's a little too early. But you're getting Panarin for one stretch cup run, so. I don't know. What do you guys think about that? One of the things Panarin complained about is living in Columbus, is that it's not a big metropolis. And Mm -hmm. everybody just constantly talks about how amazing Nashville is to live in. And so I think if he was in that location, there might be a chance that he'd he'd look at it and go, wow, I'd actually want to fucking sign here. Um, Mm -hmm. As far as trading uh, Eli Tolvanen, I don't think it's that big of a deal if they do do it because – they have a lot of really good signed players and signed for a long time. So they could, it might be like a short term loss, but they could eventually make it up and they, fuck, they just keep drafting. Well, so yeah, I'd like to see them do it. I think they'd have a good chance of keeping them too. Yeah. They've got the cap mm-hmm. space. It seems for them. And yeah. I, I think it goes without saying their uh, defense and goalies are pretty much covered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're they're, they're, they're kind of trash, but you know, they'll be all right. Yeah, Nashville's top four. Terrible. A little above average, I would say. Little. Gavage. <laughs> Ren- Rennie is obviously a wash and Soros fall. Don't even want to touch that. Yeah, he's going to fall apart. Looking at this roster and it's pretty terrifying already. Like, <laughs> they're, uh, That top line is has been great. Uh, Victor Arvidsson, he's been phenomenal since he came back. Yeah. yeah. So what, what wrecked them last year in the playoffs was just injuries. Like they just, well, they just yeah, played Winnipeg, yeah. and it was just a fucking duel to the death. <laughs> the yeah, back back when Line A scored a lot. Yeah, yeah. 
He's the exact yeah, line he was able to score. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah, I, if if they could swing a trade by getting rid of Fiala, if it was a trade package centered around Fiala, I'd do it 100%. Fiala has some talent, but he kind of is being moved up and down the lineup. He's kind of been buried in the bottom six since Arvidsson's been back, which is fair enough. So maybe him and the would be a package centered around Fiala would be would be a, a pretty decent package, I would say. Uh, but if I'm Yarmo, I probably want uh, yeah, I probably want I probably want something more sure, um, especially since they're still fighting for a playoff spot. And uh, Arvidsson has scored 21 goals in 30 games this year, so. He has the most goals on the Preds right now. Yeah, so you, you don't you don't need you don't need Fiala. So it it would be good. Uh, another team that I would like to see Panarin on uh, is is Colorado. Seeing him in Colorado would be pretty deadly as well. Playing in the top six, would, would they go after it though? They just fell out of the playoffs too. Yeah. I don't know. I, I agree with you. They could use him because they could cycle him with the other three superstars and just have like. Two, two and two, and see which pairs fit together the best. And you have a spread yeah, out exactly. attack. I mean, that's what they need desperately. Yeah, yeah. Like the yeah. Avs, they're like they're on. Yeah, they're obviously though. Wild card in the West is such a mess. Like that, you can bounce in and out of it, win a couple games, and you're top wild card. You lose a couple, and you you fall back real quick. But uh, they had a really they had a really rough January, so. They tried splitting up the All Star lineup, so they might need something to like really kickstart some kind of renaissance to really get them that push to get in the playoffs. Because being being one of those teams that just are just not good enough to make the playoffs is just I was like what the Flames were for like ten years. It, yeah, it's not fun to watch. <laughs> it's not. Boys, Colin Wilson is on their top line with Nathan McKinnon and Alexander Kerfoot. It's enough said right there. They need they need a player like Panarin. Yeah. And yesterday did not go well. It took no. a big five-one L for Vancouver at home. That was a great game for Vancouver. <laughs> <laughs> all their lower-tier players all got goals, and like we're getting yeah. like breakaways, yeah. and like it's like yeah, we're good again. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of break. Yeah, just looking here. Yeah, Rustel got his sixth of the year. Yeah. Mott got his seventh of the year, and Goldobin got his sixth. Yeah. Who? Who are these players? Goldie. You know the best is Brandon Sutter. Brandon Sutter got an assist last night. That's his first assist since the very first game of the season. And he... Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, let that sink in. I heard that. Like, 50 games later. And he plays all the fucking Man, time. injured all the time, though. He's injured all the time. Oh, did you guys see Louis Erickson's breakaway? <laughs> Sterling, did no. you see that? Yeah, he always gets a couple. He just doesn't score. <laughs> he just doesn't <laughs> score. <laughs> Happens all the time, man. Oh, man. Six mil? Yeah. Three more years after this. <laughs> but he yeah, he does the little things guy. right. Don't forget. Yeah, he's he, good. Yeah. He's, yeah. Kills penalties. You say that. Fourth line you left say winger. That, he's but... fucking awesome. <laughs> uh, Matt Zuccarello sounds like he's he's going to be moved pretty soon as well. They're saying that Calgary might be a fit, might be going after him. I don't know. What do you – do you think – do you like Zuccarello on the Flames there, Scott, or what, do you have any thoughts on that? Um, just wondering because he's, I don't know, I guess the Flames right side is kind of weak at a certain extent, but he's definitely going to have to be top six, but we got those pretty filled in right now, so yeah. I don't think he'd really want to play any bottom six role. Yeah. It's really hard to mess with Calgary's chemistry on the top six right now. That's Yeah, that's a tough thing about them. It, if friggin' Nealer would wake up and start scoring goals, that'd be great. But I mean, if they can get a depth forward like that for not too much... That's great, um, but mm-hmm. that's kind of all they need. Like, don't take out a player. Don't like bring in some top six player if you're going to fuck up the rest of the team. We've all seen how that works yeah. out with a lot of teams, and then that player ends up getting buried in the bottom six, and then does fucking nothing, and their trade value is nothing. And I don't know. Do you know yeah. where? Do you know where Furland would look good? And why are they trading him? Why aren't they signing him? Or does he not want to be there? He wants Tom Wilson type money, <laughs> like we said before. I love I, I love when you say that Tom Wilson money, and it's like, what? oh yeah, Tom Wilson got a huge contract. No, he was his first ask was like rumored to be around seven mil. So Furland? Yeah. No, nope. are you kidding me, dude? <laughs> come on, man. What you, you have one good playoff series? 
That's like part of the like negotiation tac- tactics to start high. But yeah, it might be fair. it might be a little too high, so it might blow up in his face. Yeah, you, you gotta you gotta know where you're at, man. You gotta know your skill level. He would, he's he good. Would, he would slotting great with Boston's second line. That yeah, would, that would be yeah, a, yeah, that would be yeah, that'd be good too. there. Big bruising forward. I like that. They would like him, but Boston doesn't I take like shit from players, so he's not gonna get any any yeah, seven million. Just have him for the year and just have him as a rental. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's not getting he's not getting that money. Like he's not a he's not an offensive driver. No. He finishes sometimes. So like and he's playing with some really, money. really top end talent. Yeah, that's that's the thing, right? So when he was playing like the the the, the, the most telling example would be when he was playing on the top line with Johnny and Monty and he was going on a scoring binge and then as soon as they switched it up because they were the only line that was scoring um, moved him down to third or fourth line. Uh, he went like ice cold and didn't do anything. So I don't know how he can expect to be paid seven million dollars. Um, <laughs> it's, it's kind of ridiculous in in my opinion. You sound hurt. Just like, oh god. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I pay him a million for how much he pissed Kevin BX off, but that was that was pretty funny. But we already talked about that. What do you guys think about Mark Stone and, and Matt Duchesne? What do you think they're going to do? What do you think going to happen there? I think Duchesne gets traded. I think Stone will stay yeah. and Duchesne's going to go. Um, I just can't see him wanting to stay. It, it would blow my fucking mind if he's like, yeah, I'll stay here, you know, eight and a half million, nine million. And the fact that they are going to pay him that in Ottawa, I just. I'd be shocked. Yeah, I I think that that'd be bad. <laughs> yeah, they're still, they're <laughs> yeah, still they, coping they, with Bobby Ryan's contract. Yeah, yeah. Um, they'd be better off paying Mark Stone that yeah. line. Yeah, sure. he's a leader, and and he has a lot of really impressive underlying stats. Uh, that like when he's on mm-hmm. the ice, like the amount of players that play better with him, like or sorry, the amount that players play better when um, he's around is just huge. Yeah, like, he's defenseman, everybody. So. He's hundred percent yeah. valuable. Well, he's he's their Connor McDavid, so that's that's what he is to the team. And funny enough, he's he's one of the only on a team like Ottawa who is dead last in the league. His plus minus is he's plus thirteen. He's one of the only players on their team that's a plus. <laughs> that's actually remarkable. <laughs> that is remarkable. That's pretty crazy. I think yeah, I think he'd probably stay. He likes Ottawa a lot for whatever reason. I don't know why, but. <laughs> Maybe it's a nice sound, Grant. Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Melnick's Mel- got something on him. <laughs> yeah, his firstborn. Yeah. And like with the interviews that Matt Deshane has been kind of, or the the comments he's been making recently, I feel like he's going to go. He's just like, at the end of the day, it's going to come down to a hockey decision. So, yeah. Pretty true. Pretty I mean, he, 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 plays, uh, he plays up to his namesake pretty well. He's a bit of a douche. But I mean, like I, I, I don't think I don't think Ottawa wants him. To be honest with I you, I think they're just keeping him until as close as they can to not let their draft pick be the number one overall, like as best they can, as they can do. Yeah, but it's, yeah, yeah. it's too late now. It's too late. <laughs> Got your one. Well, them them sitting them sitting dead last in that nice spot for uh, Colorado having their first overall pick, right? Yeah, they're, they're definitely shopping him. So they might they're be trying to. If they shop them, they might try to recoup that that draft pick they gave up. <laughs> no way that's happening. Yeah. Right now, right now, Colorado's sitting really pretty. Yeah. Well, when you were saying, Sterling, that um, it'd be really funny if Sackett could uh, would give Dorian a call, lease him for more, and uh, and tell him that uh, they'll they'll take him back for Colorado's uh, first round pick. <laughs> yeah, that would be so funny. I think they'd be better off doing that for Mark Stone, though. Call him about Mark Stone and say we'll give you our first round draft pick. There, I don't think they would do that. There's no way. If you if you think that draft no, pick or no, it's, yeah. it looks like it'll be in the no, top no. four, you're almost guaranteed a player that could play yeah, yeah. in your top six or in your top four D with Bowen Byram. Um, that that you'll have like under contract for three years at an entry level deal. Yeah, it's probably going to be NHL ready as well. Jack Hughes, yeah. Jack, Jack, Hughes. Hughes. Jack, Jack Hughes, or a couple Kako. <laughs> Such a fun name to say. What an awesome name! But don't forget, Dorian. Dorian does did say that Ottawa. They they are a team, so 
<laughs> they're they done. You got to give them credit for that. They are a team. <laughs> that was the best. So if you want to pick up the phone, what do you like about <laughs> your your team this year? We're a team. We're a team. <laughs> well, we're we're a team. I like that about my team too. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of like the one of the best sound bites I've heard all year. It's yeah. Great. <laughs> oh, dude, the whole Ottawa thing at the beginning of the year was was so funny. It'd be tough for for anybody just jumping in there. I, I, it might be good. They they kind of see it as drama, so. Um, I guess, but I love the Melnick interview. Ryan. That was so funny. It's like I know everyone oh, I knows. Everyone knows that we're in the dumpster. And it's like, yeah. what? You're the owner. I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it. Nobody is saying that but you, Gene. I, I've never heard of an owner it. acknowledging they're in the in a dumpster fire while talking to another player. Who he doesn't know is one of his players. Yeah. In a funny way, I can respect that, but it's just not something you do in a public interview. Just oh man. <laughs> well, you gotta articulate yeah. it a different way. It's like, look, I know we're yeah. in a tough place. I know we've we're, we might have a tough year, but like, yeah. talk about the good things coming and okay. pump well, everybody up. Way too much logic in it. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'll uh, I'll be quiet. No, <laughs> it's just well, it's 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 just ridiculous that he would talk that way to to one of his players. Like, <laughs> it's also weird that a player would interview him. It's just I've never seen. Yeah, I don't know that. why they did that. Just the, the whole thing, like the the whole Ottawa's PR was just terrible um, over the summer. I hope they got fired. Whoever was working thought that was okay, or thought that was a good idea. Like it's just crazy. And 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 for them to like, okay, so they come up with this idea, they do the interview, they sit through the interview, and know that it's you know awkward and terrible and then they go and publish the interview they're like yes, yeah it's okay we already did it so let's just put it on our twitter like who who decided that they need to be fired like that's ridiculous you can't i'm pretty sure it was uncle melnick yeah because i can't imagine yeah. like any sane pr person who's just come out of like university you know just finished their degree and they're like i don't think they would look at that and go yeah it's good <laughs> that's a good idea i think yeah, right? i think that's great yeah, so, yeah, I don't know. What about Ryan Dezingle? Do you think he's going to get moved? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think they'll try. They'll try. But what are they going to get for him at this point? Second rounder. I don't know. I don't know if yeah. there's enough buyers Second out there rounder. that are thinking we're yeah. Stanley Cup contenders that are going to pay what they want for yeah, him. Pr- there's a bunch of middling teams that might be able to get fooled. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> Dallas, maybe? I don't know. Maybe they'll be like, yeah, fuck, we're close. We just need that one player. Yeah, um, there's there's an overabundance, I think, of sellers and like people available. So I think I think they're waiting, and that's going to drive the price. Work on driving the price down for things for people. But the, the asking price yeah. in the last couple of years has just been too much, and like teams aren't going to teams teams are tired of paying that. Yeah, like you saw you saw it with It'll the Muzzin, you saw it with the Muzzin trade. Like they got less than they asked for. Well, no. According to Rob Blake, they got exactly what they asked for. <laughs> after after a few days, <laughs> Rob Blake did not lie. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, that's that's the way like GMs and such should say. Should be like, nope, this is what we wanted. Yeah. Just no matter how much it's like, no matter how much of a bold based lie it was. Yeah. <laughs> He's not going to admit that like some thirty three year old kid named Kyle Dubish just came in with his beautiful face and tricked him. He's going to be like, oh, <laughs> why did I accept that? Yeah. That guy Man, is it's so hard nice. to say no to that smile. That guy's got a really good smile. It's just so charming and disarming. So, where do you guys think Ducky Hamilton's going to end up? The beach. <laughs> the museum. The museum. <laughs> What's wrong with w- Dougie Hamilton? Why is it that he's just constantly getting traded from all these teams? I don't know, man. I don't. I don't get it. Yeah, I. I don't know either. He got traded really young from Boston. Only lasted three years in Calgary and got shipped out as well. It sounds like it's like a locker room thing. Like people have kind of denied that it's 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 his personality or his locker room thing. But I mean, what what other explanation is there? This guy's like a he was. Um, I mean, he's he's still doing all right this year. What does he have? Eight goal, uh, eight goals and eleven assists. He's overrated in fifty one games. Yeah, this getting getting Not paid near getting paid almost almost six mil for the next two years. Yeah, it's a little rough. I mean, he was good in Calgary, right? Because yeah. he he every year that he was there, he got more points, more and more points. 
Um, Carolina was, doesn't have the offense in the no, defense. Yeah. Or like well, the they're not playing him properly either. Yeah. They keep playing him on the second or third pair. He's he's a he's supposed to be a top line top pair uh, defenseman. And from what I heard, uh, the reason why he got shipped out of Calgary was I think at the time they were trying to get rid of Brody. Yeah, he was having an awful year. Yeah, the year before. But he Brody has a uh, no movement clause or no trade clause. So I think he was the one who nixed the deal. And uh, so they so they had to trade Dougie, basically, because they couldn't move Brody. They were like, okay, well, we want to get this player. So Dougie, you need to play on the second pairing because we want Brody to be, play with uh, Giordano on the top pairing, you know, to try to uh, rejuvenate his game. And I think I, I heard that Hamill, like Dougie, was, was very resistant to that. And then he kind of threw a bit of a tantrum after the Flames waved his brother, Freddie Hamilton, because he was just sitting there. He was just in the press box every day, basically. So, like, I think I think there was there was some there was a deterioration of the relationship between management and and the and and the player. I don't think the players necessarily didn't like him or anything. But yeah, but to, I don't know what what what's wrong with him. Yeah, it's also because like. When the Flames hired Bill Pierce, and you know, not going to pretend that uh, he didn't have some sway in, in the whole getting Elias Lindholm and uh, Noah Hannafin, but obviously that was part of the reason why Dougie would get sent back the other way. As Carolina saw something in him that that were just good tr- trade bait for uh, for them to take in exchange, but so far it's worked out pretty well for for the Flames at least. Yeah, you know, Ferland and Hamilton at the end of the year, they were they were both doing just as well. Yeah, and they Ferland's had some injury problems, and Hamilton's, as we were saying, just kind of had some. It's just deployed improperly. Yeah, He's not being played properly. I don't know why. Um, Brenda Moore is still trying to figure him out. Apparently, yeah, too busy playing games. Duck Duck Goose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. It's it's just uh, it's odd. It's a, it's an odd situation. I don't. He seems like a nice guy. Uh, he seems humble, and so I don't know. Like even like these guys even haven't even had him for a year, yeah. and they're talking about trading him. So I don't yeah. know what's uh, I don't know what the what's the what's the deal there. Where's the beef? But he is a right-handed D, so that's yeah, it's, it's valuable. I think his contract is a bit too much. That's all. Oh yeah, like, I sure. can see him slotting in. Like I can see him yeah. slotting in, for example, on the Islanders. It's to give them some some more Ooh. defensive depth, but like I don't see them wanting that contract. Yeah, well, I mean, at the time it, it was it was warranted because yeah. he was. Uh, I'm trying to pull up his career stats here. Five seventy five for another two years. Um, yeah, I guess. I guess. Yeah, five seventy five for another two years, but he was he was like a fifty point defenseman. Yeah. Um, like every year he was getting more, like when his first year with Boston, 2012, 13, he had 16 points in 42. Then he had 25 and 64, 42 in 72. And then his first year in Calgary was 43 and 82, 50 and 81, 16, 17, 44 and 80 and 82 and 17, 18. So like he was hovering around the 40, 50 point, um, mark. And, uh, I mean that was the going rate for those kind of defensemen around that time. I was pretty happy with the with the signing when when Treleving traded for him and signed him to that deal. So I don't know. It's it's odd. He's obviously offensively gifted. Again, they're just not yeah. playing him properly. Should so, we move on? Yeah, let's move on. Okay, so uh, let's let's move on into our broken we broken mended wheels segment. We'll start off with uh, some injuries here. Sterling, you uh, you have one there on uh, Artemi Panarin. Yeah, last night Bob McKenzie tweeted that he left the game with apparent leg injury, and I've been checking for updates, and so far there hasn't been any. So I don't know what's going on with that, but hopefully it's nothing major because my fantasy pool depends on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that be that be pretty big news if, he, if he's out for any length of time. Detrimental to Columbus for sure if they want to trade him for full value, that would be very difficult. 
you guys have any other injuries? Yeah, I got one. We watched it the other yeah. night. Uh, you could see it uh, in overtime. Dylan, Lar- Dylan Larkin pulled up and, and kind of just went down. Apparently he has a strained oblique. Oh, no. Uh, so he'll be out for maybe one to two weeks. It's like as soon as soon as as soon as we as soon as like I saw it happen, I'm like I immediately tweeted <laughs> out with a out with a lower body injury. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't have any. I I can't think of any injuries from this week really. I mean, only four teams have played basically. So yeah, so we'll move on to the mended wheels segment. Uh, I think we only really have one. John's John's favorite player. Fantasy fantasy relevant. Fantasy <laughs> relevant. Well, he could be fantasy relevant. He could be fantasy relevant eventually. <laughs> I mean, he he is. <laughs> well, we'll see. He was terrible last year. Uh, but Corey Perry, John's favorite player, came back from his. Was it a leg injury? I'm pretty sure it was a leg injury. I can't remember. Um, what do you mean you can't remember? He's your yeah, favorite he had, player. He had surgery and he had surgery. Um, during uh pre-season. yeah it was his knee it was his knee uh so he he came back uh last night in the just complete annihilation Blowout. um <laughs> by the winnipeg jets a 93 loss he was pointless four shots on goal um but you know keep an eye on him he, he could be <laughs> he was point pointless <laughs> he was pointless uh he could be good uh he could be a good pickup later on but we'll talk about that but uh, yeah, he's he's back from injury, uh, playing on the top line again with uh, with Ricard Raquel and, and Ryan Getzlaff. So there's some value there. And yeah, Sterling, did you say you had a... No, John, you said you had another. No, it was me. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, there's It's not a injury of the body, it's injury of the heart. And Uh-oh. Corey Schneider is being recalled back by the Devils, so maybe <laughs> he'll, he can win a game in, in the... Two years? And cut that streak so it ends <laughs> at a year and a month. But... Uh, He's he's currently on he's currently recalled, but it's not clear whether he's going to play or they're going to put him on waivers or try and trade him to a team that maybe wants him as a backup or something, or is like a mercy trader or something. <laughs> Edmonton should uh, swap Cam Talbot one for one. <laughs> they probably will. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't mind him being on Calgary. No, you, maybe you could find his game. I don't think you do. Uh, do. Uh, <laughs> I don't think you maybe do. Not. Maybe not. He probably wore a shell of a man. Yeah, he yeah he's bad. been really bad. I don't I don't know what happened this year. He had so much potential. I mean, he had five years where he was like one of the best goalies in the league. Yeah, yeah. or easily, yeah, right. yeah. He was like hovering around nine two five save percentage every year, which is phenomenal. Play well, especially playing on the Devils at that time. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unfortunate. Hopefully, he can figure it out and come back. I think Jersey needs him, but Mackenzie Blackwood's been been doing pretty well as He's well. Been decent, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So we'll uh, we'll move on into our fantasy den. I don't really have too much this week. I just kind of um, not too much in terms of like information. But uh, Nick Bukestad is a good pickup right now. As I mentioned, I picked him up immediately after the trade. And uh, he's gotten he got his first assist in his first game with them uh, on Friday. Surprisingly, he got traded from Florida to Pittsburgh as we mentioned earlier, and he was able to play that day. Yeah, he was he like he will that beginning of that morning he took morning skate with the the Panthers. Yeah, got on a plane on a private jet to where the Pittsburgh's playing, and then missed the pregame warmups, uh, and then jumped and then suited in suited in for for the game along with Jared McCann McCann yeah. as well. Um, so good on those guys for for, for <laughs> playing a, like whirlwind kind of day. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Bukestad's good. Uh, if you play with the three different forward positions, he plays center, left wing, right wing. So he's triple um, eligible. Uh, so super super flexible on your on your roster, which is one of the main reasons why I picked him up. And again, he's playing with Kessel right now uh, until. Malkin plays, uh, Malkin returns, but you know, he might have a chance of moving into that top six as a winger. So that's, that's good. Brock Nelson uh, from the New York Islanders is playing top six minutes. He hasn't been really getting a lot of points, but if you're in need of the center left wing, 
the amount of talent that he's playing with is 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 worth a look. Uh, he's only twenty four percent owned. Michael Backlund has been really good lately. Oh, that that goal the other day. Yeah, that was Ooh. yeah, it was filthy. He faked forehand backhand and just like tucked it in. He's he's one of those guys playing with confidence this year. Yeah, so he is centerman. He's only twenty eight percent owned right now. He'd be a good pickup. Brian Little got three points last night, two goals, one assist. Uh, he's he's a good uh, he's a good guy to keep an eye on as a as a good streaming option. Uh, Jakob Vrana is 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 still playing in that top six role on uh, on Washington. So <laughs> Bobby Ryan guys has uh, has actually turned a season around. He's he's got twelve goals, nineteen assists. Um, minus that? twelve though. Minus twelve that? though. So yeah. So if you if you are desperate for a winger, Bobby Ryan at nine percent owned could be a good a good uh, good pickup for you right now. Uh, oh, Riley Smith is back from injury too. Forgot oh, to mention nice. he hasn't gotten a point in two games since he's been back, but uh, he's a good guy to keep an eye on as well. Top six in Vegas is just you always want a player there. Uh, speaking of Vegas. Again, Paul Stastny. Why the hell is he still 28% owned? This guy's been on a well assist streak. He's got an assist in his past seven games, at least one assist in, in his past seven games, two multi-point games in, in those seven. So if you need a centerman, pick him up right now. Like, what are you waiting for? He's top six, playing with Pacioretty and Alex Tuck, who are both extremely hot right now. So... Um, and then if you're looking for a defenseman, Marcus Peterson, Pedersen, however he wants to, to say it. Pedersen. Um, Marcus Pedersen? Yeah. On Pittsburgh. He's playing third pairing, but he's he's been getting oh, – he's been racking up the assists playing in that uber-talented team, offensive team. And as we mentioned, goalies, Mackenzie Blackwood is is, is a good look right now. Uh, Jordan Bennington. Um, yeah. Go have a look at those names. Uh, do you guys have anything? Yeah, just anybody uh, that you're keep, keeping an eye just on? keep an eye out for. I'm not saying pick him, pick him up, but uh, Jack Roslovic has been pretty yeah. hot. Uh, he got a hat trick first career hat trick last night. Um, he's playing on the second line in Winnipeg with uh, Line A and Little, um, and he's getting uh, second line power play minutes. And all three goals he scored last night were on the power play. Oh, so. <clears throat> yeah, just uh, keep an eye out for him. He seems to be heating up. He's just bunches of points. <laughs> yeah, he's got five five points in the last two games. Oh, yeah. Travis Konechny has been heating up too, by the way. Well, Billy with that win streak right now. Mm-hmm. Clicking. Well, he's playing with Drew, and playing with Drew helps as well. So uh, keep an eye on He's 39% owned, so probably owned in your league, but if not, uh, he's worth a flyer. <laughs> uh, he's also he's also he's center left wing right wing so he, he plays all three positions um so yeah keep an eye on him <laughs> keep an eye on him all right man well i think that about does it for us this week special thanks to scotty c for for guest starring yeah man thanks for coming out yeah, we do appreciate a lot that of fun thank you for your insights and uh yeah everybody happy new year happy chinese new year happy new year um it's gonna be on tuesday as i mentioned so eat lots uh be merry be happy be healthy all those kind of good things you're the pig that's right yeah you're the pig there you go uh follow us on twitter at hfxt podcast share us with your friends family bring your mom uh we we really we really need uh we really need listeners. Uh, <laughs> shout, out to, <laughs> shout out to shout uh, all our all our uh, all our current listeners. We appreciate you all. Thank you for coming back every week. I'm going to keep thanking you because we do appreciate it. It's from the entirety of my heart. I don't understand what the bottom of my heart means, but it's from the entirety of my heart, of all our hearts, that we do appreciate and love you guys. And yeah, we're out. Thank you so much, and uh, we'll catch you next week. See you later. Keep that stick on the ice.